chapter five b of facts and fancies by orpheus everts this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c chapter five b in two seats well barricaded by much baggage and a poodle in a basket sat a maiden of the ancient order saintly cool composed but not unconscious bolt upright she sat her eyelids drooped to shut the vulgar world out still defying time the tyrant on her brow and cheeks no wrinkles bold betrayed how many decades had been numbered since her birthday not a drop of perspiration breaking through an epidermis made of chemic compositions gave the slightest intimidation by exposure of the true skin of her age a well-kept secret nor did any lines expressive of emotion or reflection indicate her thoughts or feelings one might wonder what her thoughts were of things near or far or present realistic or romantic if she thought of castles airy castles ancient built by fancy in use green enchanted islands now obscured by mist and ivy times benant mist and ivy in which once she thought to dwell with love the prince of all enchanters or of mansions being builded in the haze of distant hopeland looming like a mirage lifted from an intervening desert could she think and was she thinking if so not by look or gesture did she give the slightest token of her maiden meditation not until the rude conductor in a manner quite familiar held his dirty hand out toward her meaning thereby ticket please miss did she change her pose or aspect then with air contemptuous saying not by words but looks emphatic don't come near me don't you see i hate you and your sex supremely she at arm's length held her cheek and closed her eyes while he received it in the next seat what a contrast sat a lovely girl of twenty youthful beautiful overflowing with the joyfulness of being she with beaming eyes expressive of both innocence and passion without waiting invitation handed out her ticket smiling asked the rude official questions thanked him for discourteous answers looked about with charming sweetness and resumed her novel trilby why will youth and beauty always boon companions with love triennial so bestow themselves together charming trio 
yet all transient when one goes the others follow gone appreciated after youth a gay and joyful fellow hopeful cheerful bold aggressive seeking pleasure or adventure reckless of all present danger thoughtless of the unseen future oh that youth would tarry longer beauty youth's divine twin sister graceful brilliant fascinating ruling all the world around her ruling by her presence merely like a child that rules a household playful now and now imperious smiles and tears alike imposing why was beauty doomed to perish when youth dies will love survive them love o oh love more subtle still than youth or beauty them beguiling with soft words and tender touches melting eyes and furtive glances stolen kisses warm embraces sighs and tears and breath of passion dreams too dreams fairer than ever morpheus forged for arc imago to deceive a knight and lady in those far-off days of magic days of chivalry and romance see the fairy queen by spencer dreams resplendent beautific dreams of bliss to last forever oh that love bereft of beauty and of youth would still continue when from these companions parted what is there that can be offered to console or re-inspire love nothing nothing alas nothing age may offer in profusion titles honors fortunes freedom from the common cares of life and all the trappings of the lofty horses carriages and servants diamonds emeralds and rubies still love languishes and shivers in the arms of age still hungers for the ripe-lipped luscious kisses and the lithe-limbed warm embraces of lamented youth the charmer vanity may feast on jewels love requires a different diet and will seek far better perish end of chapter five b